Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Aaron Judge, is it possible? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, were presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at progressivecommercial.com. Is it possible, guys? Here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Is it possible that the Yankees have a Ruthian kind of slugger? Like, like respect to Daryl Strawberry and Reggie Jackson, but they haven't had a guy like this homegrown who can do this since Mickey Mantle. I'm not just talking about hit 50-plus home runs, but hit them to the moon, right? Strawberry's probably the closest to a homegrown product that could do this. The Yankees might let him walk out the door over a few million bucks. To me, that's nuts. Guys, Key, Jay, this is Brian Cashman, Yankees GM, obviously, at the press conference on the Yankees. He made it public, the Yankees' final offer um, so far to Aaron Judge. Just for transparency purposes, uh, our final effort was uh, trying to buy out seven years of free agency at $30.5 million a year on top of you know the, the final season which is this year, which is the arbitration setting. It would turn out to be either 17 or 21, which is his number. So total total would be eight-year deal, you know, seven free agent years at 30.5, uh, plus the 17 or 21, you know, uh, in this final season, uh, which now will just conclude, you know, um, one way or the other here in the time frame um, between now and, and the hearing date. DJ, I get you don't want to pay a player for what he did. You want to pay, play him, pay him for what he's going to do. And year 25, age 25 season in baseball, they're fine. It's really actually your prime, not like they used to think, like 30 or whatever. Age 25, he led the league in runs, 128. Home runs, 52. He was a rookie. Walks, 127. And he came in, he won rookie of the year, obviously. Came in second MVP. You could have easily argued he should have been the MVP that year. Hasn't repeated that because he's been hurt a lot, but this year... Mm-hmm. He did something kind of in that ballpark in 148 games, 39 home runs, slugged 544, had a high on base percentage. The Yankees are going to let this because of the luxury tax. Let it do, or, you know, let it do well, walk they, out over a couple mil. They would be making a huge mistake if, if in fact, he gets to the free agent marketplace because somebody's going to pay him exactly. You know, you 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 figure seven eight years off, right? I mean, on the deal, they're probably about forty. Two million dollars away from getting a deal done. That's a lot of money to leave on the table. And when I say that, you're like, well, wait a minute. You gotta you gotta look at the each year. Don't just look at the thirty to thirty five. You gotta multiply those years and think about that type of money that way. You you know, and I think when people do contracts, they're looking at it and they're saying, Well, we only want to give him we we're gonna we offered him thirty, but he wants to get closer to thirty five, thirty six, thirty seven million. Now you do the multiplication over those seven or eight years. That's a lot of money to leave behind. And the problem that I have with it, it's not even that they don't want to pay him the $30 million. It's like, why are you telling it publicly, though, Cashman? Brian Cashman, the general manager of the, of the Yankees, decided he was going to disclose the information to the public, knowing that all of a sudden, not only were the reporters going to get it, but the fan base, like Max Kellerman, is going to get it. And then if Max is crazy enough, he'll start, ah, oh, what, what's wrong with you? $30 million you passed on. To try to get people on their side, that's bad business. And if, I'm, and if I'm judge, I'm pissed as hell that he would take this public. I'm, I am beside myself if I'm Aaron Judge 
that he would take this public and talk about my money in a public setting. Yeah, essentially Cashman saying, hey, look, everybody, we did our part. Aaron couldn't meet us middle of the ground. We couldn't get this one done. But here's what I am going to say. I, I, I do believe that Kia Max, this stalemate could be a good thing for the Yankees. Hear me out on this. For the last several years, we've been talking about how complacent this Yankees team is, right? There doesn't seem to be a sense of urgency. There's a sense of urgency now. There's a sense of urgency for a guy that has been somewhat injury-prone that you need a huge year from. When you think about guys like Chapman, Gallo, Rizzo, Montgomery, Salvarino, Green, all these guys would like to hit the free Got agency money on the line, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of money on the line now. So here's my thing, Key. Now that everybody's in this boat, and I do think if they were to do the right thing for – uh, obviously, when you're thinking about all the players that they have, if guys don't come to the plate and play, if you don't come and play, then you won't get paid. I love that. I love what you're saying. I think that's right, by the way. It's not It's not like they have a bunch of mercenaries exactly, but they have highly motivated yes. players, both for team goal and their individual kind of careers. I'll say this about – like Aaron Judge has a lifetime, 386 on base and 553 slugging. Even if you had a DH or a first baseman who won very good – that guy's going to get paid on those numbers. But when you have an athletic, well-rounded, five-tool outfielder, mm. and he's homegrown, that, and, and he hits 50 home runs in, you know, when he's fully healthy, that dude, like, Aaron Judge could legit hit 60 home runs just by being healthy for a season. It could happen. So, key to me, the, the eight, like, I think the Yankees are wary of the repeater luxury tax because it's onerous how much money you got to spend. So they want to keep that number down. But once you go to seven years for a dude, it, then you're, you're saying we got over the issue that he might not age well, right? Like, we got oh, over. Yeah. So, so once you get over that issue, you cannot nickel and dime. Like, if you're at 30 and a half and they're at 36. 32-and-a-half probably gets it done, in my opinion. Go do it. Just get it done. Yeah, you know, 34 probably gets it done. 32 probably won't get it done. Um, 33. But, again, again, Max, don't look at the one year. Do the multiplication on that extra four million. But that means more to him than the team, though. Like, to him as an individual, he can add that up and go, okay, I'm going to get an extra $40 million. That's huge for the rest of my life, my children's life, my grandchildren. But for but the team, the, they're looking at the, that, that the yearly ledger, like, wait a minute, are we going to be able to stay under the luxury tax threshold, right? Yeah, yeah, but, but that still affects that luxury tax, tax every single year, it not does. just <clears throat> that year. So they're sitting there saying, no, 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 we don't want to do it, but – they may have to meet that anyway if they're trying to re-sign him next year. It's just going to be more money in the base set compensation. Imagine if this dude goes out, hits 55 home runs, could easily happen. Even 45 home Great, runs. Get your money. I love when athletes better. And he's the free agent market hey, at 30? Jay, I don't know, though, man. At 30.5, we might need to – me and you, we might need to caucus a little bit to figure out how can we so, get to so 32 like Max is saying and get this thing done. So yeah. you're telling me if he comes out and he has 50-plus home runs, like we're going to talk about him not accepting as much money? He's going to take more. I'm saying, that's more. That's a, yeah, that's what I'm, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. To He's betting, yeah, but I'm not I, I betting. You're betting but I'm not yourself. betting on. I'm not well, doing that because your rest, your rest threshold is not as high as others. Key, like, and I, but I like when players like, okay, you don't think I can do it? They're great. I'm going to bet on myself, and when it's all said and done, yeah, you're forced man, to pay. Jay. What's the risk, though? Like that would be my question. I think the money because you it, know what? It, it, even if even if Aaron Judge hurt, even if Aaron Judge gets hurt. 
and and misses time, like I'm not saying misses the full season, even if Aaron Judge gets hurt, I believe the contract the Yankees just offered him will still be on no, the wait, table. No, wait, Evan, unless well, – here's the, here's the real issue. Man, he, what if, if he a, gets – if he has a herniated – Disc. Yeah, what like if it's we've something seen, like that? Yeah, we've seen great players on the Yankees come up a little later in their careers. Don Mattingly, who was the best player in baseball for a couple of years, wound up with a bad back, was never the same. Sure. And, and okay. he didn't come up at 20. He sure. came up that's, also that's a little later. Saying. But that's like, that's like catastrophic injury, and that's worst I, case scenario. I'm, not I'm just saying. Take I, that risk, though. That's fine, Key. All I'm saying is even if Aaron Judge has a down year and has, you know, an, an ailment throughout the season. There's going to be a hundred million I plus. I still there, yeah. feel like this deal that the Yankees offered him is still going to be on the table because the Yankees need to keep him. You know, he because played center Aaron field Judge, last night. Judge play. Judge can play center. He's not a great center fielder. He's a great right fielder. He can hold it down in center field like the dude. He leads off. He can hit cleanup second, which is now where they put the put the best hitter a lot of time. Third, like he's exactly what you're looking for. It, it, Mike Trout is better than him. No one else in baseball, definitively, if Judge is healthy, is better than Aaron Judge. Like you can't say better. You can say will on that Max, level. Will, will the Mets try to make a run at him? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred. They need a power so, hitting. So now all of a sudden. You need a a, a a power hitter out the outfield, a dude like that. Now you say, okay, I'm offering him $40 million plus a year because I got it and I don't care about it. Yep. The Yankees lose out on him now. What the Yankee fan base going to say? I mean, there's never been – there's never okay, Curtis Granderson was an excellent player but not a superstar. He went from the Yankees to the Mets, and the basic feeling was, oh, good, Curtis is staying in New York, you know? But he's getting a little older, you know, all that stuff. David Cohn – Went from, went from the Mets to the Yankees, but through Toronto and Kansas City first, right? Then to the Yankees. I can't remember ever a superstar in their prime going from the Yankees to the Mets of all thing. I mean, 40, oh, my God. 40-something million reasons a year. Why? No I doubt. Mean, and that's the bet, though. I mean, right? If you're his representation, that's the bet by saying, okay, when we get to this point, let's see what Steve Cohen and the Mets have to say. And then – just like Evan was up here pontificating, it puts the Yankees in the corner. Okay, you're not going to keep somebody who's homegrown? You're going to lose me to the team right down the road? I feel like like the Yankees had – Glaber Torres a couple of years ago looked incredible, and, and Giancarlo Stanton is just a beast. Judge is different than everybody else. He's, he's such a great overall player. I, I, don't, I think he's kind of irreplaceable he, on this team. He's the face of the franchise. I'm not saying he's Derek Jeter. But he is the he is at that level in terms of the face of the New York Yankees right now in his career. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you if you ask me about the Yankees, the first thing I'm gonna say is Aaron Judge. And, and even and though he, I know Carlos Stanton is there, but he came through the Marlins. It, I'm gonna say Aaron Judge. And and Judge is better than Stanton. Judge is better defender, better base runner, and at least as good a hitter as Giancarlo Stanton. You, I, I think about in Yankees he history. Might be the only guy that I recognize. To be honest yeah. with you. In Yankees history, Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, Aaron Judge. In terms of like the larger-than-life Paul Bunyan, he just hit the ball 600 feet. He's the MVP-level player. Like he's Buster Olney, by the way, ESPN MLB insider. Listen to what he said about Aaron Judge and the Yanks. They have a limit. They don't want to give him an 8-, 9-, 10-year deal. Uh, they don't want to pay him as high as Mike Trout. You know, Maybe in the fall, if he has another monster year and he's able to stay on the field – you know, that they would get back into negotiations with them. But at that point, they'll be bidding against other teams. And let's face it, especially early in a collective bargaining agreement. In baseball, you know, we just saw that signed uh, last month. 
teams are typically more aggressive in spending money. I mean, guys, they went to age 37 with Judge. That's not an issue. If it turns out they wanted to stop at $220 million and wouldn't go to 250 over that, and he winds up a New York Met, oh, my God. New York Cashman's going to have to three, hide. New York Met for 300 <laughs> Dude, how does it even get to this place with your best player? It should never get down to the wire like this, ever. Bernie Williams almost became a Red Sox, and the Yankees played cheap with him, and it took him calling George Steinbrenner directly to be like, look, man, <laughs> I want to be a Yankee, so they worked something out. But like, is, does Judge feel about the Yankees the way Bernie Williams did? He might have to if the Yankees want to keep him. Like, Cashman, this ain't good. Tune into – and by the way, if Cashman thinks those details turn people against Judge, Cash, uh-uh. That's not what it does. Tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. They certainly could work a man. They certainly could use his size, and he does everything. It's not like you have to like dramatically change your offense to incorporate him. If anything, he probably just helps your offense. And I'm saying to you that if Ben Simmons can give you 25 a game, looking the way he looked, not, I mean, he could shoot as poorly as he does. Love to see it. It shows up for 25 minutes, which it won't, I don't believe. But if it did, Brooklyn Nets going to the finals. Oh, yeah, that's why you're trying. Brooklyn Nets going to the finals. Will Ben Simmons get on the court, right? That's the question. It's looking better and better. You're telling me if Ben Simmons plays 20 to 25 minutes in these playoffs that the Nets will get to the NBA Finals. That's what Stephen A. Smith said. I could see it. I bet, like, no damn way. I mean, no offensively. way. Okay, look. Here's the latest from Woj. Okay. The, this is uh, on Ben Simmons. The pain-free progress with um, Simmons back is fueling the hope. I mean, that's amazing. If he's pain-free in his back. Key, fueling the hope. That th- the three-time All-Star, who, by the way, offensively has created more open looks from three than anyone in the league when he's on the court since he was a rookie, and defensively is all-world, can guard, legit guard, five positions. Forget about just switching, right? He is something else defensively. But if he could debut sometime in the first round of the playoffs, even if it's 10, 15 minutes a game, you know, as a role player in a way – He's, he's not going to play in the play-in tourney, right? Games one and two of the Eastern Conference playoff series is too soon, they think. But, Jay, are they a, they're not in your top five. If Simmons is back 15 minutes a game, are they top six or seven? I think they can get to the Eastern Conference semis or the Eastern Conference finals, maybe. But you guys are asking for Ben Simmons to do a lot now. Stu has not played a basketball game since June 20th of last year, okay? So he's not really doing a lot of conditioning right now. He's getting shots up. For all of a sudden you to throw him in the game and expect him to be the same caliber of defender he was while he has back issues for 15 to 20 minutes a game, I think that's a max. You're talking about going 20 to 25 minutes a game? The first any athlete out there, especially hoopers, you know this, the first part of your conditioning to go when you're playing in high-intense games is your lower back. Ooh, you ever start doing conditioning, Key? You know those young guys, oh, let's do some conditioning. And you get out there, you start running that first mile, you're like, oh, my back is t- Damn, my back is tight. So you're telling me this dude not playing basketball in a year is going to come back on a sudden being a can always rely defender? on his jump shot. He can fall back on his jump shot, Jay. Yeah, Absolutely. right. <laughs> that, 15 to, that 15 to 15 minutes what? ain't going to be enough at all. It just, it's not going to be enough. I mean, what can you honestly do 
if you Ben Simmons in a fifteen okay. in a ten to fifteen minute session. Let's up it. Let's say he can get back ten or fifteen in the first round, somewhere in the first round, halfway through. You let's say the first, they get. You know the first round's this week coming okay. up, right? But let's say okay. they get through that. Ten talking, to fifteen, a, and he hasn't been doing conditioning. You know that, right? Got okay. it. Okay, ten to fifteen in the first round, Jay. But he can play, tw- uh, you know, twenty plus in the second round. Now, now that's helping. That's helping a little bit, right? I mean, you're talking twenty, twenty-five minutes. That's helping a little bit, but how effective? And cohesive are they going to be as a unit together? Well, I'm just saying, like, KD, what are the Nets really lacking is defense. Agreed. KD and Kyrie, and some, as Key just said, some cohesion on offense. They seem to be just kind of improvising. They're not, they're not really, they don't seem very cohesive on offense. They can just ball out of control so they can score easily, right? But, but that's different on defense because everybody needs to know where they're at, Jay, right? Yeah, I need to know what you got, my backside help. I need to know if you slide over this way. We need to be in sync. And also, what when Ben Simmons goes out of the game, you lose your best defensive player. So if you, even if you're giving me 20 minutes, I'm just trying to tell you all, uh, we, we live in this media hypothetical world where we just want to say, hey, Ben, you haven't played a real game of basketball since June 20th of last year. Go Let me just some. all of a sudden throw you into a playoff intensity moment. And say, yes, but given his success in the playoffs, no, given his success in the way. playoffs, he should have sky high confidence after his last experience exactly, in Philly. Exactly, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. And then you're telling me a, a, an opposing coach key won't be like, "Yo, we're gonna shrink the floor." Okay, go ahead, Ben. Yeah, I haven't seen you shoot a ball in a big time game since last year. You ever like? What's your conditioning like? Yeah. Are you gonna get beat up? So. I, I hear we had questions about think. Simmons. Even if he was at 100, percent we'd have had questions going into Thank the playoffs. You, Max. But but I still think I look at just what the Nets did last year in the playoffs. It, a, even a, with a just KD, a different roster, man. Joe Harris was available. He was a defensive guy, even though he wasn't knocking down shots. It's a different roster. You're right. By the way, isn't it funny? Joe Harris's defense could be the difference here. <laughs> all, all, like, and I look. I, I'm a Brooklyn fan. I'll be the first one to tell you. Like KD and Kyrie are lethal. Now I'm not going to tell you that. The Boston Celtics, you know, if they don't have time lure back, that could be one hell of a series in the opening round if when Brooklyn is able to get by Cleveland. All I'm trying to tell you is to Brooklyn. throw this guy into the mix and all Brooklyn. of a sudden think that this team is going to have the same chemistry or continuity as the Milwaukee Bucks. No, no, I'm not saying like, that, but this is what not, I am saying. Key, right you know, now you're a team in the East. You're, you're a top-flight team. You draw the Nets round one. Right, mm-hmm, you're not mm-hmm. happy about the that because you're like, yeah, right, okay. So in this case, the Boston Celtics, yes. you, you you're not happy about that because you know they got a puncher's chance. Are you more happy or less happy about it if Simmons can get on the floor 15 minutes a game? If if I'm the Nets or if I'm the if you're the Celtics, team. if you're the opposing to your, I don't think it even really matters. You you think point. it you're the same if whether or not yeah, you play because you have 10, 10, 15 <laughs> minutes ain't nothing, Max. What do you think, Jay? That's, that's nothing. I like the odds considering this is going to be your first time playing in a real game with the team. And you're you like su- the Celtics su- odds. Yeah, you're supposed yeah, to fit in if you're Ben Simmons. Not, I'm not saying you can't bring things to the table, but your first game, hey, by the way, your first time never playing a real-life scenario with KD and Kyrie, go figure it out. Yeah, that's the same thing That's the same thing I'm saying. Jay just took it a, deep, a, a step further. It's like it doesn't really matter. Let's you, you haven't been there. You're only giving them 10 to 15 minutes. We're going to keep doing what we do, and we're going to force you to do something, we're going to force them to play you more than what they originally agreed to. And, Key, let me add one for you. I've talked to some different people around the league. The thing I've been saying on this show, there's been a lot of people in NBA questioning the in-game adjustments by Steve Nash. So now you're telling me those hesitations combined with now you're inserting Ben Simmons, which adds a 
different complex, complexity to your team with KD and Kyrie, and you're saying just figure it out in-game. When people well, are questioning uh, no, I, in-game my question is, Nash. My question is, did the odds go up or down? If you're the Celtics, are you happier or less happy that Simmons joins the team? Key says neutral. You say, actually, I'm happier if Simmons is there because maybe there, it creates some ripples at first. Before, it gets worse before it gets better, I guess. I'm saying yeah, if, I'm also, I'm gonna I'm gonna double team Kevin Durant. If okay? somehow go ahead, Ben, beat me. If somehow the Nets get out of the first round, and let's say Simmons does get his 15 minutes in, maybe it's not so much that he makes that team better, but he gets his his sea legs. And now it's two week series because it went seven, and now he's had enough time to get his basketball shape a little better and his legs a little better, and now he's playing 20 25 minutes a game in round two. Right? It might be better as the as the playoffs roll on for Simmons, more the first round him playing may just be to get it, just to get toward that second round. The question is, can the Celtics get out of the first round with really without Simmons? That is a legit question. My thing is, I, I just after you're asking a guy to not play basketball and to think that he's his legs are going to be in playoff intensity conditioning combined with the lower back issue. That's a lot to ask for from Ben Simmons. Let me ask you this real quick. Doc going to be the scapegoat? I, Man, I do, sure hope not. Do you Philly. remember when this deal went down? The first thing I said live on our show is, do you know how much pressure this puts on Doc Rivers? And some people try to tell me, no, the pressure's on James. I'm like, on James Harden? He, he's best friends with the owner. <laughs> like, Daryl Morey went after and got And the know, GM. And the GM went after and got him, brought him to the team. So he's going to get his bag this summer. Is it proper to call Doc the scapegoat, though, when last year in the playoffs with Ben Simmons, I felt like as much as Simmons' reluctance to shoot and his free-throw shooting, Doc's all-bench unit. It was like really bad coaching, I felt. And, and so, like, maybe scapegoat isn't even really the right word. He might deserve it if they fall apart. Yeah, they fall, I mean, look, there's a realistic They're going to look key. at him, that's for damn mm-hmm. sure. Especially with you know, that's Max and Jay, you keep saying Mike D'Antoni is sitting there all of a sudden looking to get back in it. You know, okay, it's like Sean Payton looking over, like standing over the shoulder of Mike McCarthy. Like, that's exactly what Mike Minus the Super Bowl. Is. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't do the Mike that's exactly what it thing, is. though. I'm good. I'm, uh, y'all, y'all can have that. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. We can get into Dan Tony in the coming hours, days, and weeks, I'm sure. You can keep it, Max. We'll have Woj. Listen, I I also remember D'Antoni in L.A., all right? But I also remember him in Houston. He was pretty good. We'll have Woj with the latest on Ben Simmons and the Lakers search for a new head coach in 30 minutes. Coming up, Jay's going to tell you if Steve Nash is going to be the scapegoat. Yes or no? That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. A loss for words? Not here. Fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM mm-hmm. Channel 80, and your mm-hmm. smart speakers. 888-729-3776, 888-SAY-ESPN. Which NFL team that missed the playoffs in 2021 going to make it in 2022? Twitter feed, you hit us up, at KeyJ and Max. And by the way, Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Okay. Big debate all year. Who's the best? Who should win MVP? Yates, you'll be happy to know I've come to the conclusion firmly. It has to be Joel Embiid. Come on over. Offensively, he is right there. If you want to argue someone else is slightly better, you can. But he's right there. You could argue he's the best. And by the way, he's better defensively than Jokic, so I, and then Giannis missed too many games. Jokic Joel Embiid PER in the history of the NBA. Yep. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, got it, got it. But Embiid is right I'm on his. Embiid is right there on. Just making a statement. That's all. But, I'm but doing. Jay, right? Embiid is right next to him, yes, like very is. close. And then defensively, clearly better. Joel Embiid became the first big man to average thirty plus points per game since Moses Malone did so with the Rockets in eighty one, eighty two. And stats incredible is brought to you by my computer career. Training for a better life. By the way, most points per minute, I believe, in the history of the game, surpassing Jordan this season in Jordan's top season. Time to play fill in the blank. Yeah, let's do it, guys. So we talked about Joel Embiid and his impact on the Sixers this year. So if the Sixers don't uh, get to the NBA Finals, they lose early in the playoffs. Fill in the blank, Jay. Who will be the scapegoat for the Sixers? Doc Rivers, a guy that's considered to be a top 15 coach. And now you have Joel Embiid. You brought in the talent for James Harden. You have to unlock Tobias Harris. And some of the issues that Doc Rivers is having with his own teammates, whether that's Joel Embiid questioning the strategy of this team, it will easily be Doc Rivers. He will be the first to go. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Doc Rivers is the answer. I, I, Doc Rivers. I mean, I, I thought you were going to move straight to the Nets. But, yeah, Doc Rivers is the escape goat. I mean, how can, who else could it be? It can't be James Harden. You're getting ready to pay him a whole bunch of money this summer. It's not going to be in B. Ben Simmons is already gone, so it's Doc Rivers, clearly. All right, Keith, you said Ben Simmons. Who will be the net scapegoat if they don't get it done in the playoffs? I think it's going to be Steve Nash, but I don't think Steve Nash will get fired, right? Doc Rivers is probably going to be fired. Steve Nash will just get some of the blame as an inexperienced playoff head coach. Yeah, I would agree with the key. I, I don't think anybody's just scapegoat. Like, there's so many things between Kyrie playing half the games due to the vaccination, Ben Simmons and his back, KD getting injured, them dropping to the play-in tournament. I, I think this season will be a wash, but there is a lot of attention if Ben Simmons does come back on Steve Nash and those in-game adjustments. Scapegoat suggests that the person's being unfairly blamed for all the problems, right? And uh, KD got hurt. He ain't going to escape. No one's going to scapegoat KD. Kyrie with the bat, with, with the COVID stuff, or with the vaccination, he's not going to get scapegoated really either in, in terms of the fact nothing's going to happen to him. And then you look at the different possibilities. Ben Simmons, his back, you know, James Harden's gone. It's got to be Steve Nash. Steve Nash will be the fall guy if it comes to that. All right, how about the Suns? The Suns, number one seed in the West, best team in the NBA. The Suns don't get it done in the playoffs. Max, who's the scapegoat? Oh, it's a great question. That's easy. Scapegoat would have to be 
Chris Paul. No doubt. No, there's no doubt about it, Max. It's because, CP3. Because as great as Chris Paul is, he's, been, he's had plenty of bites at the apple. He's failed to get it done, provided he's healthy. He's got everything he needs, and at a certain point, you're just going to look at Chris Paul and say, you're a great player, you're a Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. You weren't good enough to lead a team to a championship. And you've been the best team in basketball over the last two years. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what better opportunities could be provided for you than the resources that the Suns have given you with Monty Williams, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Mikel Bridges. They put all the right pieces around you. It's up to CP3 to actually get it done. See, this is why I don't like talking in sports because I got to say something, right? Yep. And it's CP3, and that's my guy. That's yep. But everybody knows, everybody knows that – he hasn't gotten it done thus far, and if he does not get it done this year, time is a ticking. He'll be one of those guys that's certainly a Hall of Famer, but we'll all be like, oh, he never won a championship. No. I just feel, I feel bad. I, just, I would feel so bad if, it, if, if this went down like that. Man. In every era, in every sport, there's a guy you go, you know, he just played in the wrong era. It, it, he was good enough to win a chip, but there's a reason he didn't, right? Like in boxing, there was a guy, Jerry Quarry in the 70s, real good heavyweight, but there was Ali and Frazier and Ford. He, won, he just won good enough, right? And he was good, but not good enough. And Chris Paul is six feet tall. He's amazing for a six-footer. He's playing in an era of highly skilled giants. He may not but be still, good that ain't the, but that ain't. But that wouldn't be the reason why he did not do it because he's been amongst – the best to ever do it the entire time he came into the league. Yep. Jay is just one of those things where it's just like he can't get it done. It had nothing to do with his size. He just falls at the wrong place at the wrong time. Or there are some guys better than him, right? And then that's why I brought up the size. There's some guys who are just – if they're on a team and Chris Paul's on the other team, their best player is better than Chris Paul's team's best player, which is him. Like, I, you know, I don't know. I, I wish it wasn't the case. I hope it's not. Maybe he wins the championship this year. Be nice. That's it. How about the Warriors? Who will be the scapegoat if the Warriors don't get it done in the playoffs, Jay? Woo! I mean, and I love him because he's one of the greatest. But I think people will obviously use Clay, Draymond being injured. But inevitably, the weight will be on the shoulders of Stephen Curry. Because, you know, what happens is people want to put Steph in that upper echelon category, and he deserves to be in there. But when you start comparing him to the LeBrons and the MJs and will he be top ten, we factor that in by championships. So, look, I still think they're a year away, but still getting knocked out that they finally have their core together, it will be on the shoulders of Stephen Curry, even though that's unfair. Yeah, the, the people going to say that because that's what they want it to be. But, dude, got three championship rings, man. I, hear you. I don't care about no MVP finals and all that. I don't I care do. about that. Dude got three championships, has been the MVP in the league twice, I believe, correct? One unanimous. One, yeah. yeah. Unanimous yeah. the first unanimous yes. selection, yeah. Yes. I, I. Yeah, who cares? I do care about finals MVP, and I'll tell you this. Here's what will kill Steph. If Ja's team goes far, farther than Steph's team because they're around the same size, like don't let then Steph's going to look bad because it's like hold up and Ja's oh on a great god team. Max yeah, he will now. I do have to say Draymond coming off again. injury, Clay coming off injury, not playing ball in two years, and now Steph coming off injury. It feels like you have to give them a pass. I that's the thing. I don't know if anyone of, scapegoated because of what you just said. They may just get a pass, even right. if they even if they was all healthy and playing. 
and 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 the Grizzlies went further than them. That's okay. No, not not their no, all healthy team. Man, Don't okay. let John win Finals MVP. Don't let him do because he'll be the first six foot three dude in the modern era to do that, right? Like, uh, don't let him win Finals MVP. That's all I'm saying. How about all at once, real quick? The Heat. Who's the scapegoat in Miami? Jimmy. Jimmy Butler. Not having a question. Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Butler. Butler. Can you win with Jimmy Butler being your one A? No, not the whole thing. That's what I. That's what I believe. A lot of people seem to think otherwise. I think Jimmy Butler back to Chicago would be a possibility. No. I don't know. They, Chicago kind of needs to toughen up. We'll take him in L.A. Yeah, but Chicago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. speaking of L.A. indeed, Frank Vogel. He Because this all started because Frank Vogel was a scapegoat in L.A. What? Was it fair? I mean, once you say scapegoat, you're saying it's not fair, but was it fair that he's the fall guy? That's next, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. I mean, we were about to start talking about, like, I had a DVR issue with a Carlos Beltran interview I wanted Who to see has a DVR over the weekend. I got, I, I have different TVs in different rooms. One of them has a DVR. I have different Listen. TVs in different rooms. Yeah. One of them has a DVR. In my different houses. <laughs> well, that's true. Listen, um, I did. Should we, should we get into it or would we rather talk some basketball right now, you know? I could tell you all about my problems with the DVR. I do. Do you sure. know how to work your DVR? A little bit. <laughs> Apparently not. Are Beltran, you throwing it to one of those older guys that doesn't dude, know how to work all the technology oh, in his even, own house? I was born Man, I didn't even know the DVR still exists. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like an external Can box or something. Do you, still, do you have you cable? Got, do you still have cable? Do you, are, you, are you a smart TV kind of guy? Do you have apps? I have, I have, do you I have, have Apple TV? What on do you have? One, again, on my vacation spot, <laughs> I got, Just I got cable. On in, where I live, my pre- where I live day to day, I have apps and stuff. I have Apple TV. You know? Okay, yeah. But, I, but Carlos Beltran was talking about Bernie Williams. This is, you don't understand. For me, Key, this is like, you know, Kobe Bryant has an interview about Magic Johnson back in the day and his influence on him. Or LeBron right now is talking about Kobe. Like, Beltran talking about Bernie Williams. It's like, oh, I got I to gotta hear it. And I, and, and I had to go to dinner when it was airing, so I DVR it. I come back, swear to you, it, taped, it did the, recorded the whole interview except that part. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, so you ran out of minutes or something? I guess. I don't know what the hell happened. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. The old DVRs do that. It kills me. The old DVRs do that. <laughs> from, the, from the 70s. Back when DVR first came out. I had the first the DVR. In 2000s. You guys yeah, have, because the streaming devices have it built in now, Jay. It's built in. I know. That's Key, you had a v- v- uh, VCR growing up? Yeah, I had, I had all the... Hot stuff. Okay. <laughs> Literally hot. I remember when they came out, it was like, what? You get to just, you don't have to just wait for TV. You can record it and watch it whenever you want. Why'd my mom go out and get a Betamax? 
We had all that. Be- yeah, but Betamax, <laughs> Betamax was I've incompatible. Never heard of a Betamax, a Betamax, had, Betamax. Everyone, everyone was like, oh, "This is going to be the next thing." Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was VC- we, it was back like in the day, VCR. Yeah. I had select TV on TV yeah. with the key in it. They used to take the key out late nights because we was looking at stuff we shouldn't have been looking at at a young age. Uh-huh. Nasty yeah, little yeah, kids, of course. <laughs> Nasty little boy. Yeah. Otherwise, it was scrambled. <laughs> I right? had the, the bunny ears. I'm like, maybe if you just, Johnny, little Johnny, just hold it to the side. Yeah, just don't sure. move your yeah. arm. Ooh, I, I can get I anything. Something. In fact. I used to run the cable from the next door neighbor's house. We split it. <laughs> hey, just pay a guy five bucks and he comes right over. What are you talking about? Yes, split it. That's how we grew oh, up, man. Lord. Oh, we got problems. Anyway, I missed the whole interview. Carlos Beltran talking about how Bernie Williams was his inspiration. Puerto Rican switch hitting center fielder. Wanted to play for the Yankees. Hey. I'm like, oh, I can't. All right, fine. I'll go to dinner on time and I'll just DVR this. No. You know you can go to YouTube and just watch it back, right? Yeah, I know. I've been told. I, I got to do that today. <laughs> I'm getting tired of talking about the Lakers, okay? They're 18 games under 500. Forget the Lakers. This might be the most disappointing team in the history of the league. There is so much blame. There's blame everywhere. Bogle's going to take the fall. What's your reaction to, to hearing that? Uh, my reaction is uh, I haven't been told shit. Celebrate what these young guys did, getting back in this game, getting a W, and uh, you know we'll deal with tomorrow tomorrow. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel 80 and your smart speakers. With us hey. now, Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Well, I was angry that you Doing didn't well. give me any kind of fist bump or anything yesterday when I saw you in the hallway. I haven't seen you in a while. I wanted to give you a hug. And you're like, no, stay away. Stay away. Try, trying to keep you healthy, Jay. Well, I've been fighting this cold <laughs> for a few days, but I'm going to give you a big hug the next time I see you. I got you think, you you think COVID has changed that? Like it used to be, it was always on the fence. Like when someone's sick, should they come in to work? Because, you know, the American work culture, you got to <laughs> tough it out. But then you don't want to get other people sick. But since COVID, I feel like if you're sick, you're supposed to not even come into work. See, I don't know key, what the rules see, are. Key, I didn't even go down this road with Max. I just kept it with giving my guy a hug. That's all I Woj report. Woj, you reported last night that Frank Vogel has coached his last game for the Lakers, that they're going to tell him today um, their search is expected to be lengthy and expansive with no clear initial front runner. Why are they moving on from Frank Vogel, Woj? Well, I mean, they missed the playoffs, Max, obviously. They missed the play-in. And, I mean, this is a coach who two years ago won a championship for them who had a number one defense in the league, a number three defense in the league, you know, who coached exceptionally well uh, for this franchise. And, you know, this year they are limited perhaps in the changes they can make. So they certainly made, they're going to make a decision to change the coach. Now, this is not all on Frank Vogel. We all know that. I think he'll be a coach again in the NBA if that's something he wants. Uh, this is going to be an interesting coaching cycle. There may not be very many jobs open uh, at all. And so that opportunity may not come now, but they can they can make a change there. I don't think they're making a change in the front office. I think the core of their roster, I think that's going to be difficult to change. You guys know sports. When a team underachieves, there's plenty of blame to go around, but typically – it starts with a coach, and now, you know, they've got to figure out in the marketplace the right coach for them. It may not be, you know, the big name, the coach with championship pedigree, 
that coach may not be available to them. And I think they may, uh, you know, they're going to have to really look at the landscape and see maybe not who the sexiest hire is, but who fits. And Frank Vogel was that for the Lakers. They hired him three years ago. They were turned down by Ty Lue. They were turned down by Monty Williams. And again, I think the idea of waiting for the Lakers and seeing who else may become available in the playoffs is certainly an option. It's not like football. You don't have to rush into hiring a coach. You're not competing as much for coaching staffs. You don't have to have a foot, you don't have to have a coach in place because you're running a system. NFL, you have to move quicker. The NBA, you don't. And so I don't think I don't think the Lakers. Um, I think the Lakers can take their time on this and, and see maybe who becomes available that's not available now. Mm-hmm. Well, not that you know this, but you know a lot. Do you think LeBron James? will have any involvement in Anthony Davis with who the next coaching hire is going to be? Yes. I mean, I think they're going to take input from LeBron James, Anthony Davis. That, that's the NBA. That's true of really any organization with elite players. You know, they're going to have certainly some thoughts. But I don't know. Listen, you go back and look at, you know, Frank Vogel. He was a coach who neither was – particularly familiar with. They had competed against them in the NBA. They'd been a head coach in Indiana, Orlando. Uh, but I think you look at LeBron's history with hiring coaches, Anthony Davis, you know, a little different. He's been in New Orleans and, and with the Lakers. They're not out there conducting the search. The organization's got to do that. And they've got to know – who potentially is there a previous relationship there? Is there a sense of, of fit? But I think LeBron, especially LeBron, he has played long enough, had enough coaches to know it's not just how it impacts him. It's the coach that can get the most out of the team who brings the ability to help them become better again defensively. You know, I, I don't think this is a situation where – um, again, there's not an obvious coach key in this search, and they're going to have to really go out and and I think be creative, be open-minded. That again, this isn't going to be about necessarily winning the press conference. You know, it's about finding a way to get this team um, who may not look a lot different next season um, more competitive again. Well, let's talk for a second about the construction of the roster for the Lakers. You have Russell Westbrook due $47 million next year, the highest-paid player in the NBA. What options do the Lakers realistically have? I mean, they're limited, Jay. I mean, they're limited with this roster. Again, they had a, you know, a number of players on one-year minimum contracts this season. They're limited in what they can pay Malik Monk. Of course, you would love to have back. Um, you know, you saw players like Austin Reeves. You saw what he did last night, um, who you know are going to make a jump in year two. You know, who showed they can play in the NBA. He can, he can give you minutes. But this is a team with with LeBron's clock running with Anthony Davis. You know, that has championship aspirations. It's hard to imagine that you're going to go from the lottery to a championship team without some dramatic change to the roster. Nothing's impossible in terms of trading Russell Westbrook, but it's at what cost? Are you 
are you giving up picks with trading him? Are you taking back long-term money with players that you may not be in love with? Or do you just try to get through the last year of a contract at $47 million? They're in a tough spot with Westbrook. Let's remember, though, Westbrook, AD, LeBron James played 21 games together. That's it this year. They were 11 and 10. And their problems were far bigger than how it went with Russell Westbrook. I think he took undue blame on where that team was this season. They need to be more athletic. They need to be um, certainly better defensively. They need more shooting. And, you know, they'll see how much of that they can address in this offseason. But I think Westbrook for them, uh, listen, he's going to pick up that option. I would not expect him to be open to a contract buyout. And, again, that doesn't get his that doesn't get his contract off the books this season. That doesn't allow you to do other things. And so if the goal is to try to win next year, I think there's a better chance than not it's with Westbrook. But, again, you know, that doesn't mean there's not a team out there who would have interest in doing a deal, but the Lakers would have to weigh what it would cost them in terms of, again, future money draft picks um, to do it. Thanks, Woj. Hey, Woj, yes or no, real quick, because we have like 20 seconds. Does Westbrook's contract, an expiring one, become an asset at the trade deadline, yes or no? No, because in this this day and age, expiring contracts have less value because the free free agency classes are just not as strong as they were Five, six, seven, eight years Thanks, ago. Woj. Appreciate it, man. We're up against it. A limit on what the Yankees work. are willing to pay the face of their franchise. I'll tell you why this never would have happened with Derek Jeter. It's next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.